Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today, I get to revisit one of my favorite topics, NFL football. I'm going to tell you about a supposed deal on NFL Sunday ticket that could come with big hassles and a huge surprise bill later. And something that's not been a deal airline tickets. Well, now I got great news for you. If you're looking to go somewhere in the United States over the next, oh, six, eight months, finally, some good news on that front, unless you're an airline stockholder. So Verizon has been through so much turmoil. They've had uh, so many managers come and go at the top. Their uh, subscriber numbers have been like they're a 98-pound weakling. And remember when Verizon Wireless was like, they were the big dog. I mean, they were the champion of the cell phone market. And now they really have kind of lost their way. And their prices are so very high. So Verizon keeps trying to, within very tight lines, trying to figure out what to do. They changed their rate plans recently. And they're trying to offer incentives as they're having more customers leave them and very few coming to them. They're trying to come up with something that would attract new customers. And so they've done this tie-in with NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you jump through certain hoops with various parts of Verizon, could be for traditional home internet, which is not Verizon Wireless, could be for wireless service. Most of the things are wireless service. And then you can either get NFL Sunday ticket for free or cheaper. However, my eyes went cross-eyed when I was trying to read the terms and conditions for qualifying for the discounted or free NFL Sunday ticket with Verizon. You know, what happens in a giant company is the marketers come up with a plan and then the numbers crunchers come up with all kinds of complications that kill the joy of whatever the solicitation is for. And that's what happened with this one. Because the headline is, do this with Verizon, you're going to get free NFL Sunday ticket. But then you have to do so many different things to qualify And then if you mess up on any of them, Verizon says, well, tough on you. We're going to bill you full retail after the fact for NFL Sunday ticket. And you're going to end up owing them $450 extra. So know this with Verizon, even if everybody says, yeah, yeah, you did everything right. Later on, you could get hit with a huge bill at the back end where if they said to you up front, it would be fine. Verizon said, yeah, you know, you do this with us, you're not going to qualify. That would be fine. Then you could say, 
well, I still want to be with Verizon, and maybe I just won't get NFL Sunday ticket, or I'll just pay the big money for it. But to say, yeah, sign up for this stuff with us, and then later say, joke's on you, you owe all this money. Verizon, this is just another clear indication that you don't have your act together. If I were the emperor of Verizon, what would I do? I would simplify, simplify, simplify. I would make it much easier for people to understand how to do business with me. I would make the policies very clear, and I would never do a gotcha where I'd say, yeah, come on in, come on in, come on in. What a deal we have for you. And then after you have signed up, rip the deal away from you and bill you. That's not the right way to treat a prospective customer who comes in the door or an existing customer. And if you feel like I got it wrong, someone from Verizon, you're welcome to come on the podcast and give whatever corrections you feel need to be made. But, you know, in business, it's really clear. People want to feel like they're being treated fairly. Doesn't have to be the cheapest, but people have to feel like they can understand what they're doing and you can build trust. And with the way Verizon's running right now, it's hard to have that trust. And then this NFL Sunday ticket deal shows it clearly that the culture and Verizon management just is not focused where it needs to be on, and that is how to build and maintain that trust with a customer. Krista? So Neil in California also has the NFL on his mind. He says, I currently use an antenna for TV. What are the best options for the upcoming NFL season? Cable, dish, streaming, or a better antenna? So Neil, it depends on uh, if there are specific teams you want to follow or you just want to get all the NFL you can. I mean, if you want NFL coming out your ears, then you got to open up the wallet. And NFL Sunday ticket is really where it is. Now, we've had other people say, no, no, just do red zone. And uh, which shows you final scoring drives of all the games and is potentially a cheaper option than Sunday ticket. But yeah, getting a stronger antenna so you can make sure you can get any affiliate that's anywhere close enough that that antenna can grab where you can watch as many games as you possibly can pull in, that is a very viable alternative. Remember, if you watch an NFL game with a good antenna, you're going to get a much better picture. This would also be true for college football or any live sport. You will get a much better picture with an antenna than you will with cable, satellite, or streaming. Plus, you know what happened on a play 35 seconds before somebody watching streaming and probably 15 to 20 seconds before somebody watching cable or satellite. So the antenna makes you seem so much smarter. Do you ever have that thing in your house if you're watching, like, we'll be watching the same game, like, I'll be upstairs, I have it on the bedroom, I'm doing something, and then it's on downstairs, and for some reason, even though we're both on YouTube TV, it's it's out of sync, so I'll hear them yelling, and I know something's about to happen. Yeah, it's, I guess it's a closer Yeah. Con- to the internet. Yeah, the downstairs. The internet. Yeah, it's so weird. Okay, Jeff in California says Google slash Nest has decided to stop supporting 
and closed down Nest Secure, the home security product. Google's offering $200 off an ADT security system, which I don't want. I paid over $1,200 for all the door and window monitors in late 2017, and now the product won't work at all. Is there any way to complain to someone higher up at Google? This is absurd to make a product just completely obsolete and offer just $200 off another system. When Google shut down Stadia, their gaming system, they gave full refunds. Please help me, Obi-Wan Clark. You are my only hope. (laughs) Well, actually, I won't be your only hope because uh, it's a near certainty that a class action suit will be filed against Google Nest for this. It is a big problem. This came up recently with another company with security cameras where people had bought security cameras and then they said, yeah, we're not supporting those anymore. Your cameras are toast. And people who laid out all the money on cameras, there was such a fuss about it. The company changed its mind and is now going to continue to support those cameras for who knows how long. But it is wrong when a company remains in business. You know, you can't do anything about it when a company goes bust and you bought hardware that only works with their software. Uh, That's one thing. But when a company that is an ongoing concern, like Google, obviously, one of the world's most successful companies, one of the most valuable companies in the world, just says, yeah, we're getting out of the burglar alarm business, the security business, and just it's too bad for you, the $1,200 you spent. I think it's worthwhile for us at Clark.com to have a conversation with Google if it's possible and it's not with AI at Google and see if we get any clear signal from them that they're rethinking this because I want to make it clear to you, Jeff, you are not the only one who is really upset with Google with good reason. Grant in California says, hello, Clark. I recently had a fender bender in a rental vehicle. I purchased, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I purchased the rental with my Costco visa and waived all the optional rental insurance. I understand that card covers up to $50,000 in this case. The rental car company and damage recovery unit seems insistent that in their communications that I involve my primary auto insurance. Since the car I was driving was the only one involved in the incident and the damage is likely low in the thousands rather than the tens of thousands, I'd like to only use the credit card's benefit. If possible, is it still perfunctory to involve my auto insurance company? Grant, I'm the one who has to give you pretty bad news. The Costco Visa card from Citi is what's called secondary coverage. It covers what your own automobile insurance does not. There are a handful of cards that are primary. If you frequently rent cars, I recommend you get those. Chase has a couple of cards that do that, and the Sapphire branding Capital One has with the Venture X Rewards. So it's called. Anyway, the fancy Venture X card. And American Express, certain cards will provide really beefed up car rental coverage where you don't involve your own insurer for damage to a rental car. But most of them, what they do is they are an overlay on what your own automobile insurance does not cover. So unfortunately, you are left with two choices here. One, if you don't want to mess up your auto insurance rating and and costs moving forward with auto insurance, if the claim is small enough, you can just pay out of pocket to the car rental company 
but that may end up being cost prohibitive. Two, you just have to process through your own automobile insurance, and then the Costco Visa will cover what it does not cover. And so you want to inform both, and I wish I had a happier story for you about this. Didn't Costco change that? Like they used to offer primary? I don't remember if Costco, when when they had the relationship with American Express years ago, when they switched to city, to my knowledge, it's always been secondary. And and we do have an article at Clark.com about which cards offer primary or secondary rental car insurance, just so you know. So the thing is, if you rent cars infrequently, it's not worth it usually to get a high annual fee credit card just for an occasional car rental. I'd say the tripping point is if you rent cars four or more times a year, once a quarter, then it's worth it to pay the annual fee on a card that is primary coverage instead of secondary. And I'm really, really sorry about your auto insurer having to know about this. So coming up ahead, something that I actually can tell you positive about the nation's airlines and your wallet, it's about time we had some good news on that front. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So airfares in the United States went crazy in what was called the cycle of revenge travel, where Americans, having been pent up in 20 and 21 by COVID last year, booked at, it seemed like, whatever fare airlines wanted to charge. And the way yield management works, or dynamic demand pricing, is that every additional seat of demand per flight pushes fares up on that flight. And airlines adjust their pricing models based on what happened a year ago. Well, last year they were using 2019 as the base year going back to pre-COVID. And this year they're using 20. So when airlines first post their fares on a route, the fares, even the cheapest available, are not cheap at all. They're really high because they're going by the historical averages from last year. Well, demand is down quite a bit from last year for domestic travel. So airlines are having as they move closer to travel time, and as best I can tell, it seems to be 30 to 45 days out, airlines are cutting fares on domestic flights. So a couple of things. If you booked a domestic flight 
months and months ago, way before you're going to go, go back and shop that fare again. I fly Southwest a lot. They now have done their system that if you put in your existing reservation and you want to see if the fare has dropped, they're not going to show you. They have inhibited that function. So what you have to do, and I don't know if this is true with other airlines, is you have to pretend you're mimicking starting a new reservation and you price those same flights. And if you see those flights are cheaper, then what you do is what I've had to do. I did this nine times recently. I fly a lot. Where I found nine different bookings I had that I'd booked a while ago, the fares had gone down. I then rebooked those same flights, went back and canceled the original booking. So since airlines don't charge change fees anymore, except on the awful basic economy, you can do this where you stay a semi-free agent. And as you look at fares moving forward, the fares are better as the bookings have softened. In fact, fares are even below, according to Hopper, they're below what they were in 19. So the domestic thing is getting better and better. International, not yet. People booked very heavily domestic travel last year. And this year, they felt comfortable going further afield, going overseas. And overseas flights have been very full. Fares have been very high. And that is not going to be better till I'm guessing sometime in 24. But the domestic travel already better for your wallet. Krista, what you got for me? Okay, DJ Rons in Illinois says, what have you heard about the new ETIAS slash visa requirements for Americans traveling to Europe starting in 2024? I think it's ETIA. I'm trying to remember what it's called. So the European airline, the European government say they're going to require this new registration procedure. They have to do once every three years. For anyone or just Americans? Anyone okay. coming overseas to Europe. And it's just a junk fee. There's no homeland security kind of angle or anything like that. It's just a fee. And there's, there's no set date for it. There's no uh, procedure yet. It's just supposed to happen sometime in 24. So we just watch and wait. It's not a big deal to get the three-year certificate, it, or whatever they're going to call it, voucher certificate, so you can't even you can't get it yet if you have a trip in Cannot 24. Cannot get it yet. Okay. You don't need it yet because right. uh, they don't even have this date yet and okay. don't know if it's going to be one of those things. You know how we had the uh, real ID requirements in the United States that were supposed to happen 15 years ago and they're still not in <laughs> right. place and every time there's a deadline, they delay them again. Don't know if that's going to happen with the new European junk fee, but once it actually launches... Obviously, there'll be a lot of publicity about it. And when you go to book a flight to Europe, it'll say, you know, you must do blah, blah, blah. And it'll just be a click. You put in personal information and then you pay them the junk fee and then you'll have your three years. Okay. I don't think it's going to be the kind of thing that unless people don't pay any attention to what's going on, read the stuff from their airline, whatever, I don't think people are going to show up at the airport and get turned away. Good, yeah. I think there's going to be enough publicity that I think people will be okay. okay. Right now, nothing for you to do. 
because it's weird that you got this question because I was just reading about it, how nobody knows when it's actually going to happen and how you're supposed to do it. And I know the Consumer Action Center um, told me that they've been getting questions from people who have trips planned for 24 and they're nervous. So that's good to hear. Should be fine. We'll keep you updated as soon as we hear anything firm, right? That's right. Donald in Texas says, I should start by saying that everyone is okay. No one was hurt. Recently, my family and I were run off the road by a driver in the wrong lane. We hit a concrete construction divider and were lifted four feet off of the ground where we balanced until the police arrived and stabilized the car so we could get out. Can you imagine how terrifying from the beginning of that experience till when they finally were able to get out of the vehicle? I mean, that's really terrifying. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you keep, you close your eyes and you see it again and again. Yeah. Wow, I'm really sorry, Donald. That is no fun. Mm -mm. The other driver fled the scene without even checking to see if we were okay. We had a witness to the event, and the other driver confessed when the officer called and confronted them. The other driver's insurance refuses to pay for the damage to our car because there was no actual collision. How can this be, and what options do I have? Okay, so the other insurance company obviously doesn't want to pay. It's just the way they play the game. You have to sue the individual who did the hit and run. Well, the non-hit and run who caused you to have to take evasive maneuvers, fled the scene. Uh, All these things are ugly things. So what happens is you sue that individual. If the damage is small enough, you'll be able to sue in small claims court. The individual will then have to involve the insurance company And that's how you get it going. I mean, the other way to do it, I don't recommend. It's called subrogation in this case. I definitely would not recommend subrogation. So where you file a claim with your own insurance, and then they, through an industry procedure, go after maybe the other party's insurance. They may or may not do it. And in any case, you have to pay your deductible. It'll probably be treated as a claim, even though you didn't cause this event. So that's why suing in small claims court is the likeliest best thing for you to do so that you have the greatest chance that the other insurer will say, okay, because the key thing here, the person caused the incident, fled the scene, you had the witness who got the plate or tag number, the police officer has the information. I mean, you've got the key elements. It's not like somebody caused this, fled the scene, nobody knows who they were. You know who this individual was. You know who their insurer is. And so you have the target to go after. Remember, the lawsuit is not against the insurer. It's against the insured, that individual who then brings their own insurer in. And Nicholas says, I love the Eiffel Tower story. Maybe you'll recap that briefly. My dad (laughs) saved a dollar by declining the air dry after a car wash. It was winter in Indiana, and (laughs) he thought the drive home on the highway would dry off the car. Our minivan turned into a popsicle, and we couldn't open the doors. We had to wait for the doors to thaw in the garage. Well, so, (laughs) Nicholas, I'm with your dad. I mean, think about the family togetherness you got to have in the garage. You know, everybody all got to talk and hang out. You know, if the doors had just opened like normal, everybody would have just scattered wherever. 
But this way, you had this enforced time together as a family. So your dad was actually very smart here. Okay, so what happened with me? How many times am I going to have to tell this story? We'll just say really briefly because a lot of people have heard it. Very briefly. So in 2012, I took my three kids by myself to London for the Summer Olympics. And we went before London, we went to Paris and we were at the Eiffel Tower, and I wouldn't pay for the elevator because it was too expensive. And so we walked the stairs, and a lot of people have been very unhappy with me. About you couldn't that. go to the top. You went couldn't to go to the top. We went to an to. intermediate level where the views were great. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, have you ever been to the top? Uh-uh. <laughs> but you have to pay to get up there. I mean, you have to pay to walk the steps. It's just a lot cheaper Some, to walk the someone steps. Someone also wrote in when you were talking about the showers. Remember the dad, pretend, we were talking about dad's banging on the door to get you to stop using the hot water. Someone wrote in that their dad would turn off the hot water heater. He had a 10-minute timer on it for showers. And so, like, his brother came out the first time with shampoo in his hair. Because <laughs> the dad turned it off. 10 minutes? That seems like a lot of water. I think it should have been a five-minute cutoff. <laughs> I know the person who wrote in did that to his kids. That's right. So sorry, I, I, your name's escaping me. So do me. either of your kids take forever showers? Yeah, I do too. You know you're paying that bill. I am in and out of the shower so fast. I love a long shower. I got to admit it. I'm I'm in and out in two minutes <laughs> at most. I don't stink, do I? Good for you, man. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what doesn't stink is you being careful with every single dollar. Maybe not as crazy as I am, but being careful with every dollar. And what we're all about is you learning ways to save more and spend less and avoid getting ripped off. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.